Jay, what is the best way to remember somebody? How? Lend him money. Okay. <laughs> Joe, what's the best way to circumcise a Trumpkin? What? Kick his sister in the mouth. See, because, and, and with the... I like how you had to look at the device <laughs> to figure out how to use the app on the SoundMaker machine. We've only had this for a year right. and a half. There's only so many buttons. Anyways, uh, welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. And we apologize. <laughs> and Dana Hersey is alive. Allegedly. But the first thing when I Googled, and I was Googling him as I was driving, I'm like, Dana Hersey, and I put it in, and one of the first two or three things come up. Dead? Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh. It's usually like, if any celebrity, it's like dead, gay, uh, No, 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 no. We're net talk- worth. We're, we're not talking celebrities. We're oh, talking Dana Hersey. <laughs> Dana Hersey is a legend. He is here, you know. You got to be over 40. I don't think anybody... When did the movie Loft and TV 38 kind of cease to be as we know it? Early 90s-ish. Yeah, I think. I think. <laughs> All right. But so, Dana just to recap... Please. The reason I say Dana Hersey is alive is because two podcasts ago, I said he was as dead as disco, and I was so wrong. And I was so stupid, in fact, that we recorded it on a Friday. I was corrected about it on a Sunday, and I edited and posted it on Sunday night without deleting the comment that I thought that Dana Hersey had died. Dana Hersey, WSBK legend, movie loft guy, is alive. Maybe not well, but alive. Out of work. Yeah, last I heard, he and his radio partner had been unceremoniously let go from their North Shore 104.9 gig. And I don't know if that's conservative radio. I don't know if that's just regular old-fashioned talk radio. So I don't know what his political leanings are. Like, we may hate Dana Hersey for, you know, some odd reason. <laughs> right, we, we are talking about the movie loss because I just remember him as a kid. And I remember I was talking about that, watching all the TMC movies. Uh, not TMC, TM. Uh, TCM. TCM movies, thank you. Thinking, oh, I wish there was somebody giving fun facts coming in and out of breaks. But growing up, it's like, shut the fuck up and show the movie, old man. And now I'm the old man who enjoys those little those little fun facts. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's funny that you didn't you know, take it out, um, which has us talking about him. I'm going to look into, he probably has a podcast now and see if we can you know, track him down. I did a deep dive search on Dana Hersey on Facebook, and I found the Facebook fans of Dana Hersey page. How's his mom doing? <laughs> Seriously, 15 members. <laughs> Dude, I, I, would, I would go to each one of their houses, say, thank you very much. Please take this page down. <laughs> it's like, you know. I, but I don't even think Dana Hersey like, works a computer. I don't, I'm sure he's not. He doesn't have a Twitter account. He's not Instagramming. Uh, so I don't think he cares. <laughs> but let's have him on the podcast. I would love to. Uh, we, speaking of a podcast, I make no apologies for this upcoming Thursday sideshow, Joe. We'll, uh, we'll get into it in sport. We'll come up a couple times before and after. But the New England Patriots are playing in Super Bowl 53, and everything that All-Star Tommy's wife Lisa doesn't want, uh, he he texts me during the game and says, uh, you know, uh, Lisa's tired of the Patriots winning. She's not a big football <laughs> fan, you know. But, you know, on one hand, she's not a Patriot fan. On the other hand, she's a cold Russian 
Probably uh, what what's what's the word I'm thinking? Mail order bride. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she's she. I don't know uh, you said Russian. Uh, this is word association. No, right? no. Hey, hey. I, operative. I was thinking operative. Oh, I, I was see. thinking operative. Half the people here are thinking. Chuck, don't say bitch. Don't say bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, I. Oh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, she played. Uh, at Yale, the same four years that All Star Tommy did. Anyways, we can do a whole podcast on the, you know, t- Tom the All Star Tommy's family history of ice hockey, which I, and I think all the F and H guys, which is ninety percent of our listeners, listener, uh-huh. <laughs> would enjoy it very much. Uh, anyway, so we have a sideshow coming up, but let's get right into the fun, Joe. What was the subject line? <laughs> Uh, uh, of when I send the rundown today. On the email? On the email. Outdated 10 <laughs> seconds after I hit send. And about, I was, I. I you were the pessimist. You I said 10 seconds. I it did. actually was more like 30 minutes. And that's when news broke. The Roger Stone thing had already come out first thing this morning. Which is on the rundown. Don't worry, we're going to talk about it. And then, uh, but, you know, in, in typical, uh, Blow his fashion, we're jumping ahead a little bit. It looks really bad to have Roger Stone and all the, the media circle. So let's end this shutdown to take fo- let's do something good to take the focus off this bad thing. Let's take something that was 35 days. Today was day 35. My math isn't that good, but that's pretty close to five weeks. That's five weeks. You know, uh, I mean, another what, another four hours from now, it would have had technically been into week number six. So. So, yes, yeah, so Trump ended the shutdown temporarily, uh, but he thinks he might shut it down again um, on February 15th. But if he doesn't get his way. But we'll, we'll get, well, into, we'll get into that. Let's get into the more important thing. Yes. Fat shaming week three. hey So this is the— How's the tits? Uh, you know, the, the moobs. The moobs are doing— uh, I, I like to call them mitts. It's actually incredibly funny. Uh we're going to get into a deep dive of the personal life, and you will enjoy this. It's very funny that you brought that up. Yesterday, I'm at the Burlington Mall because that's my life. That's how I roll, yo. And the missus was in Victoria's Secret, and she's like, because, um, you know, cause, long story short, she's like, hey, if we get a Victoria's Secret, you know, credit card thing, this is a two, you buy two, get one free. And 20% off. So sign up for a card. That's how they get you. And my thing was, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, contrary to uh, popular belief, I don't feel that comfortable walking around a Victoria's Secret. And by my outward appearance... Not many people are comfortable with me walking around a Victoria. Like, I'm that guy. Like, yeah. I look. Right. You wear the Harvey Firestein. Uh, no, ha- oh, God. The Harvey Weinstein collection. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty. So, so. Uh, uh, I blew the line. Oh, you lied, George. You uh, lied. Why do I talk? Uh, but I, 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 me, Jacques, now have a Victoria's Secret card, and I technically bought three bras yesterday for my moves. Why don't you just, like, complete it? The creep circle and get like a Chuck E. Cheese card. And, Done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but it's funny. So you know, you know, all day long I kept telling the wife, "It's like, hey, how's my bra fit?" <laughs> so little, little little inside creepiness. But mm. anyways, but I skated. This is the third Thursday in a row. There's a rink in Nashua that has stick time from eleven fifty to two twenty, and apparently no weight limit. Hey, <laughs> let me guess your weight. <laughs> 
about 30 minutes. And I get there an hour early, and they uh, I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. They let me go out and skate before, like an hour beforehand. Um, and like the first week, it was tragic. Like I wanted to cry how bad it was. The second week was a lot better. I, I, I improved to god-awful embarrassing. This week... It was tragic, but I mean, we're, we're baby stepping. <laughs> Wait, into... tragic to god awful to tragic? Isn't that kind of yo-yo? I don't know. Are you on a yo-yo thing with I'm this? Been <laughs> yo-yoing wait forever. But uh, I also this week, as I told you last week, left one jujitsu place. I found the most lol thing for the boys to to uh, to enter. A dumpster? Thank you. I thought you were going to go police station. Yeah. A crack house, whatever. Um, this is like a, a pyramid. If you know more. A uh, crack house. Uh, what is lol? Yeah. Oh, you don't have to answer the former question. Sorry, sorry. I'm going to just set lol. I'll buy an L. Uh, spin the wheel. We, um, if you know much about the history of lol, you know the mills and huge boxing. Like, like it's a huge boxing town. It's an old school boxing town. Like the movie that came out like a few years ago with Marky Mark and his third nipple. Um, oh, uh, the uh, the fighter. Right. I mean, that's a lol. Uh, found a uh, boxing gym for the boys and I to join. They also do jujitsu. So I'm week three into getting ready for Phoenix. Three skates. Um, all that positivity put out there. What do we got going in front of us at the podcast right now, Joe? <laughs> I just burped out a, a bit of the Tostitos salsa con queso dip with uh, Tostitos brand scoops chips and a big old pile of uh, Hershey's nuggets, a non-chicken variety, and <laughs> the Dove Hearts milk chocolate. Is it Valentine's Day already? It, it's, 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 oh, it's, man, it's creeping up it's, on it's, us. It's, it's always Valentine's Day in my heart, Joe. <laughs> All right, so uh, where I am uh, Carnival Personnel's senior racist correspondent, correspondent. <laughs> hold for effect. Uh, I I almost uh, be I almost had a misunderstood uh, barbecue Becky moment this week again at the Burlington Mall. Uh, Soon after getting the Victoria's Secret card and buying three new bras, uh, <laughs> celebrated by going up to the food court. Uh, not a lot of people there. Me and the missus are there. Maybe four tables away, you know, guy with a little different complexion than mine, eating lunch by himself, minding his own business. But in between us, between the four tables, like two tables to our right, two tables to his left, there was one of those conish things saying wet floor. It's it's more of a square conish thing with the top. All of a sudden, we hear this guy hacking. He gets up, he walks over, and he throws up into the little hole at the top of this Ooh, conish thing that has no bottom. That has no bottom except the floor. Thank you. Uh, so we pick ourselves up, move a couple tables away, as does another gentleman uh, with kind of the same complexion as this guy. You know, moves two directions. And we were like pretty aghast, you know, aghast because it was maybe 10 feet to this guy's on one direction, 10 feet to his right, where maybe 40 feet to his left was the bathrooms. So he decided I'm coughing something up. I'm getting so sick. I can't make it to the bathroom. I'm going to go over there and heave into this. Isn't that the, how the movie 12 Monkeys started? Uh, oh, you don't know 12 Monkeys. I, I oh, it's, one of, it's one of those like... Um, 
uh, those uh, those uh, germ germaphobe movies where you know somebody coughs and then it spreads a disease that eventually takes out mankind. Oh, I did I see that one? Yeah, it was with Bruce Willis. I think I did see he that. Had to one. Travel back in time to try to stop. Yes, yeah. okay. I did. Um, what a long way to go for a reference. God, continue your story. Think, I'm trying to think. Wasn't his wife like patient number zero? It who was, was on, Paltrow, right? on a business trip? Yes, and she was on the flight and ended up meeting up with an old friend at the. Okay, yes. I did see that. You're welcome, everybody. Um, yeah, you don't need to see the movie now. So, guy goes back to a seat. Now we're maybe six tables away, and about five minutes later, the guy's still sitting there. You know, he gets up and he walks over to the cone again. And I shout out over. It's like, dude, there's a bathroom right over there. And I, I, he politely tells me to shut the fuck up and mind my own business. I'm like, dude, you puking while I'm trying to eat lunch in a food court is my business. And he swears at me again. And I'm like, you know, you know, and I said, hey, whatever. Um, and then he does decide to go to the bathroom after puking in this again. Or, or he just leaves. And, uh. And then, you know, wife and I are talking about it, and the other person starts saying, you should mind your own business. And I'm like, uh, are you talking to me? Uh, not like, not like, are you talking to me like Robert De Niro, taxi driver? <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, I'm talking to my wife, why are you interjecting? And I say the same thing. I said, yeah, a guy walking over towards us, puking, you know, goes, well, you don't know his situation. He could be really sick. I said, the first time... I didn't say anything. The second time, I pointed it out. So it became my business. He goes, well, I just got up and moved too. And I'm like, well, good for you. And then he tells me again, well, that's why I should mind my own fucking business. And then management, who I can't believe haven't gotten me into more fights, tells him, it's like, you realize the irony of you interjecting on our conversation about minding our own business is you not minding your business, and to which he told her to, you know, shut the F up. And then that's when I get this little twinge of, oh, don't be happy you're about to get into a fight at 50 <laughs> in a food court. And there's that, that that thing inside me that it's the like... The Rocky theme? Is that what is going on inside you? you? Know, no, more... Um, I wish it was as honorable as Rocky, but it's it's more like... Warriors come out and play? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You hear the bottles of beer clinking against your fingertips? And I remember like a friend of mine years ago in L.A., Saying that, that that there's been so many like you know standoffs like this that I've been involved in, where the other person might be bigger or might have more people, you know. And Dan's pointed this out before, but I get this like smirk, like, wait a minute, you shouldn't be happy you're about to fight five people all twice your size, and and it's like it scares the crap. And I like I don't even realize I'm doing it at the time, but I start getting up and moving the table, and then he's like, I see people like you all the time online, and I, I'm like, social justice warrior, liberal snowflakes, <laughs> trade out your vegetarian, that guy who just bought a bunch of fries. I mean, which which version of me are we talking about? And then I realized. Oh, in his world, like I'm some, you know, barbecue Becky, and he made it that thing. It's like, no, it wasn't a race thing. It was a guy walking towards me, puking on a food court, me pointing out there's a bathroom in another direction thing. So, uh, -huh. uh 
But he didn't pull out his cell phone. You know what uh, a moron. Uh, 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 management did. She she was rec- you know still right away. She's like, oh, okay. and I think before she started like you know poking the, you know his bear. And it is true. It's like it was. And we were laughing about it. He interjected on us saying, yeah, he's right. The other guy was right. Puker was right that we should mind our own business as we're having a conversation between us. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is what it is. Didn't happen. Didn't go down that way. Yeah, you should have taken a shit in the, in the fucking cone. <laughs> be like, oh, hey, no, I have a condition. Hey, if I knew it was going to be that kind of party, <laughs> I would have put my dick in the mashed potatoes. Yep. That's a reference that I don't get. Oh, but I played that for you. I know. I still don't get it. It's on one of those old party albums that you see in Miss Maisel now. Right. And it was also... Uh, oh, it was a Beastie Boys track. You know, it might actually, speaking of monkey, it might have been Brass Monkey that you... Um, huh. that, that I'll have to go back. I don't, I'm remember sure hearing li- on, I don't remember hearing that on License to Ill. Paul's Boutique. No, oh, I think Paul's it's Boutique. a Paul's Boutique. Okay, okay. Paul's Boutique. Uh, okay. So, moving on. Uh, God, I am clever. Like a Rolling Stone. <laughs> uh, let's let's get into the. How did your morning start, Joe? What was the first thing that you heard on the news after the weather? <laughs> I heard uh, breaking news: Roger Stone indicted, arrested for he was it was like seven counts on three charges. It was obstruction obstruction of justice, witness tampering, and what lying to Congress or something like that. Obstruction and yeah, the witness tampering. He publicly told somebody, "Keep your mouth shut, or I'll kill your dog." <laughs> like he's going <laughs> Godfather. Um, yeah, well, yeah. So Roger Stone, if you, in case you don't know, was a huge Republican kind of influencer guy, right? I mean, I'd say operative, is, operative is the word. Yeah, okay, right. And, and he, you know, he's an older gentleman. I mean, have you seen the outfits of of Roger Stone in the past? Now bubbling up online like him with the purple top hat and you know he has those round thick rimmed glasses and you can't help but not compare him to Burgess Meredith as the the penguin <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> somebody tweeted like um oh what did they say I, I, oh uh, uh, it was something about uh, oh does he get to go to um does he get to go to Arkham Asylum with all the other Batman <laughs> <laughs> villains? He does look like a. I I mean, he does. He has that, you know, um, a, a, a superhero villain kind of look and vibe. To, I mean, he's been around. He, he was a Nixon-like mm-hmm. advisor. He has a Nixon tattoo on his back. No kidding. Have you seen it? No. I, we haven't showered together. <laughs> Neither have I. I've just been online all day. Oh. Uh, and he did come out of the courthouse today doing the, the Nixon. Now, when is the last time you, you saw or heard of uh, a Roger Stone? Personally, you. Me? Oh, yeah. I heard him <laughs> on the radio being interviewed uh, on Sirius XM. There's a show called uh, Jim Roberts and uh, Jim Norton and Sam Roberts on Sirius XM. And uh, they have him on quite frequently, actually. And it, I, is Jim Norton a... Uh... He's a radio guy. No, yeah. I know, but he's not. Is he a conservative? He's kind of like he's, funny. he's kind of down the middle. You know, he's more of like a libertarian. You know, he leans one way, but he's not so much. The, you know, it's he's kind of like down the middle. But um, I th- they just have him on because he's entertaining and whatever, and he's an interesting guy and whatever. But uh, he said on the pod uh, on the on the radio program uh, the day before he was indicted and arrested. He said, uh, well, they've been investigating me for two and a half years, and they haven't gotten anything on me yet. <laughs> you know, But he, 
he was there to promote his. I guess he puts out the best dressed, worst dressed list, which were used to be done by a guy named Mr. Blackwell, and he'd passed on. But for like the past de- 10, 13 years or something like that, Roger Stone took it upon himself to publish his own best dressed, worst dressed list uh, every you know January or whatever. And he was on there kind of promoting that. And he said, even if I, and oh, uh, somebody asked him, if you go to prison, say, just say, hypothetically, you go to prison, would we expect to see a best dress, worst dress list from you next year? <laughs> and he goes, yes, I will be publishing it from prison, but it ain't happening. Uh, hold my beer. Yeah, says that did Robert not age well. <laughs> but he, but Roger Jones for a year plus has been saying he expects to get indicted. Maybe two days ago, there was an MSNBC show that had four douchebags that are Roger Stone disciples or Roger Stone's affiliates, all of which have been interviewed, integrated at some level, you know, have have been under the microscope and are in, you know, in trouble with the Mueller investigation. And they've all kind of turned on Roger Stone because the through line between the four of them, it's like they got involved in this through Roger Stone. And Roger Stone had, you know, not flipped on Trump yet, but had caused their lives to be upended. Which is funny because, you know, a very defiant, you know, Roger Stone came out saying, you know, he, he's going to plead, you know, not guilty. That he's not going to lie to get himself out of all the things that Trump would want him to say. He has said everything that the Trumpkins would want him to say about, like, you know, witch hunt and and I'm not going to lie to save myself. And it's like, you know, I'm going to fight this. Very Michael Cohen saying he take a bullet for the president. Let's right. see, let's see how that works out. Yeah, he said that before he got uh, thrown into the slammer. And now Michael Cohen, just this past week, he was supposed to testify in what? The 7th. And he came out and said, yeah, I'm not testifying because I'm getting threats from from Trump. And, you know, um, but I think the Senate has uh, subpoenaed him. They're making him come in and they're going to let him testify like behind closed doors, which it is what it is. But the good thing is, I mean... Another uh, another witch, another witch in the Mueller investigation, and I guess they did one of those raids with a SWAT team, and, and his lawyer was like, they could have just asked us to turn ourselves in, and we would have, it's like, <laughs> right, and you wouldn't have burned all the evidence and wiped the computers in. Well, they arrested him in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and they also raided his Manhattan apartment. Yeah, executed search warrants. So when they arrested him, they also executed search warrants because... And it, just listen to his lawyer, and I just love it. It's like these are the same fucks who are, you know, championing you know babies being ripped away from their you know parents at the border, saying, "Well, they came in and they scared his wife and they upset his dogs." It's like, or upset his wife and scared his dogs. It's like, oh. how do you tell the difference? <laughs> Hello. So, uh, yeah, and, and I shouldn't be this giddy about the fall of Western civilization, but he's been a douchebag flaunting, you know, the whole no collusion thing forever. And his big tie is he's – here's the thing. It's like he, the, the biggest thing with the Roger Stone is he's the conduit to WikiLeaks. Our Secretary of State, Pompeo – uh, a lifetime, like, you know, Department of Justice kind of FBI guy has been very public. WikiLeaks is an extension of 
of Soviet operatives. Like he's on the record saying that they are. I'm trying to think the exact phrase. I, I you know, we should maybe look it up and put Take it notes. in. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't actually play the clip of him oh. saying that there are um, a foreign adversary, like 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 a uh, an intelligence, an extension of the intelligence wing, or a foreign adversary. Yeah. Like this is the Secretary of State. You know, handpicked, you know, by, by Bloda saying that, yeah, anyway, so moving on, uh, but it makes me pretty happy. I know, it's a, it's a, all right, it's another feather in Mueller's cap, but at the end of the day, Trump's still president, still, and I know, it's just, I know. Wait, Hillary's not? That, did, that didn't? No, it didn't. So we're, we're, we'll get into Trump more directly, but I was thinking, I had a thought on the way over, <laughs> because people... As we're recording this, a lot of our FNH friends and some other people like listening to it during the week is behind. We should maybe play a little a little guessing game. I'm I'm even thinking of making carnival personnel t-shirts and, and having our friends and, and anyone who accidentally listens like tweet in like who, who's the next to get indicted and the closest one. Um, I think they make you at the shirt store buy more than ten shirts. You don't yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh if we just cut back just a little on the chips, we could have a wall of shirts. But uh, but who do you think? What do you think is the next? Because the more I've listened to this, they're not going after somebody like Roger Stone, who is that public, is is that much of a 50-year operative who has this much resources. Um, you know, he, ha- he has money. He has lawyers. He has powerful friends. Mueller isn't going after him unless it's ironclad, unless he has the goods. It's not, This is not a fishing exhibition. Is exhibition? Am I saying that right? Uh, uh, something like that. Exercise. But he 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 is targeting people that he has the goods on, and this is the noose is tightening. This is the first year you had. Fringe guys, you know, or I, I shouldn't say Michael Flynn is a fringe guy. I, I, I put him. Manafort. He's a he was a low hanging fruit. Like I mean, it was obvious Mike Flynn. I mean, Obama in the White House sitting next to oh, you know, Blotus, you know, doing that 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 meeting in the White House before he moved in, told him don't hire Mike Flynn. You know, <laughs> within the first week, Sally Yates drives over and says he's on investigation. Don't hire Mike Flynn. Uh, so he's that a great was guy. That was the easy one. <laughs> That was I'd have you do a self-indulgent thing with him, but I know eh. it would ruin a dance song. But he um but yeah, a lot of the people, you know, the, the the Russians who were never going who have been indicted, who are never going to be extradited here and stuff like that. I mean, he got those out of the way. He's been going after the bigger fish. I mean, with Manafort, with Cohen, with Roger Stone. He has it all. It's you think none. he's ramping up to the big uh, I I think it's, real is, is it Donnie Jr. next? Is uh, it I mean, right if you go after one of his kids? But if they again, what the biggest thing that they got Roger Stone on is lying to Congress or lying to the Senate. Like he testified, and they have the confirmation that he lied in an open hearing to them. As did Don Jr. You go down the list. I mean, it's like these are the things that that they're, and what what other interesting thing is Nancy Pelosi has pulled back a little bit, or has encouraged the Democrats to pull back a little bit, they came in wanting to start subpoenaing and getting the investigations going in earnest as they should, but she's been like, 
Let's see what Mueller's got. Let's right. let's let's not let the man do his job. Right. You know, we'll get our chance. We'll we, you know if if he doesn't subpoena somebody we want to, or if there's other things like like they're not going after Blotus for the emoluments. Uh, emolument, yeah. They're they're not going after that. That that's not on Mueller's warehouse. They'll go after. But again, let this. Let, let's 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 see who they bring in next. Let's not re-subpoena Don Jr. if because there's already these sailed indictments between the shutdown and the FBI losing you know resources and with the constant threat of the Mueller investigation being impeded. We know that there's already all these sealed indictments that that Mueller has already. If he gets fired, if they blow out the investigation, if they lose their funding. It doesn't stop where it is today. He already has these sealed indictments just waiting to go. So mm-hmm. it is. So 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 it's not completely dated. <clears throat> I, I will say Don Junior's next, and I know that's a really going out there. You you want you want to throw somebody out who you who you might think is next? Uh, let's see who's uh, who's left. Really, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Jared. I, oh, oh yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I think. Um, I think you're better with uh, with the guessing game than I am. I'm more of like a, I'm the guy that operates the dinger and the buzzer on the game show. You're <laughs> you're better at throwing out all the suggestions. Let's see, do we have a dinger? I'm button? a game show watcher, not a game show. I don't know what I know. So, I didn't put on the rundown, and and it's been talked to a nauseam, but I do want to touch on uh, what happened this past um, week with the entitled white pricks harassing the. Uh, Native American. Now, first of all, let's start with let's forget that he's a Native American. Let's let's go right to he's a vet, and and, and the, a criminal. Well, of course, you know, <laughs> but but you know the whole support our troops and our veterans and our veterans and our veterans. Again, it, I guess the underlying theme is they got to be white vets, otherwise it doesn't count. And I love how people are like, well, that clip was taken out of context. It's like. Okay, I'll concede all that. Maybe there was a rush to judgment. Maybe these rich, entitled white kids who go to a nearly all-white school with an all-white staff uh, were were misunderstood. Um, And then the videos come out of the kids in blackface at a basketball game at their school. Not just blackface. Black body, right. Black body. It it wasn't blackface. It was a blackout night. You see, because... Why? And there was also a lot of other footage of, you know, young girls being at this, you know, this march and the same, not other kids from the school, these same group of kids, you know, and, and, you know, harassing girls walking by. And in one of them, it's like, you know, it's not rape if you enjoy it. It's like, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, no, these, these, these kids are, are pricks. And when you and future Supreme Court justice, yeah, right? No, so, uh, I, I like. Beer. Do you like beer? <laughs> uh, but that's it. It's like, and then and then the kid gets the, you know, Madison Ave PR firm interview on Good Morning America, like image. Uh, yeah, yeah. He goes on the Today Show. Savannah Guthrie lobs him some questions, and you know he's. Mr. Meek, you know, he's like, well, you know, I'm really the victim here. It was We were being yelled at by these, you know, what later turned out to be the black Israelites yelling at them because it's a bunch of MAGA kids, you know, uh, yelling shit back at other people. But, right. We'll, and we'll never, ever know who started what, who said what, 
it's the image, it's the iconic image of the Native American protester beating his drum in the face of a smug MAGA hat wearing fuck. Trying to steer him down. Yeah, just uh, giving him the old the smirky stare down. And that's what I love. It's like, dude, this this guy has lived a real life. You've lived a, a privileged, entitled show. You're not going to intimidate him, you dumb fuck. Right. And we've been distracted for a whole week. You know, with the government being shut down and all, there's not a whole lot to talk about. So why not focus on some punk-ass bitch kids who aren't going to change their ways? They're going to go back to their Kentucky school, where I think, you know, is it maybe, is it in Kentucky or Tennessee where they have the Creationism Museum? Oh, that, that I think is Tennessee. Yeah, okay. All right. But it's the same kind of, it's the same locale. And, and again, this, this goes back to like when I was in California with the Prop 8 question in the Mormon church, you know, spending all the money in another state fighting, like, marriage equality, or as I like to call it, marriage. Uh, if, if their school, if their Christian Catholic school is providing a bus to drive them to a political protest, then I don't think you get the, the tax break. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's the whole reason why the separation of church and state— you get these great tax exemptions, but you can't take the money that you're saving not paying taxes and funnel it into political, you know... Activism, yeah. So, so anyway, that's a different thing. Well, I also wanted to say that when I first saw the headline, uh, racist Catholic school kids harass Native American, I'm like, wow, these kids are really racist. They must be from Boston. <laughs> yeah. See, because people think people in Boston are racist. And they're right. For yeah, they are, but we're no more racist. That's you know. See, I just wanted to grind your gears. <laughs> that, a that, that is wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bit, yeah, bit on the bait, baby. I didn't get any worm. That was all luck. <laughs> right, <laughs> all luck. Right, but and then for those juice bags, juice bags. Mm. <laughs> the um, what we were going to talk about one of the things is the shutdown and how it's affecting air traffic controllers and kind of it's not an official sick out. But a shortage of air traffic controllers wreaked havoc at LaGuardia today. And uh, Philadelphia and Newark. So it's one of those things where... But it's all moot now because the shutdown's over. Yay! And then the great thing is, usually Trump does something worse to get the focus off what bad things are now. So I'll end the shutdown to take focus off the Robert Stone, Roger Stone thing. And again, it's like I remember a few months ago coming in here being pissed at you because you didn't give me credit for putting out the fire. I mean, Joe had a fire at his couch downstairs in the basement. He never once took a minute to say thank you. I mean, I caused the fire, but, but still, when I took the time to put that fire out, nothing. All I heard is, oh, well, you started the fire in the first place. Right. I didn't start the fire. Yeah. I found this human piece of shit on the floor, and I picked it up. Granted, I'm the one who put it there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But where, where, when it hurt you to say thank you? Right, just because it <laughs> fell out of my ass. <laughs> All right, where's the whistle? It's right here, baby. Let's let, let's 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 blow through the the uh, the oh. Trump whistle. Oh, okay, okay, there we go. Let, let, let me start. Damn it! This past Monday. MLK Day. How, how did you spend your MLK Day? <laughs> uh, inside, because it was cold, baby. It was fucking cold. It was cold outside, baby. Not as cold as Tuesday. Right. Well, no. It wasn't Monday the big 
teen? No, I, well, it's Tuesday, and I know that because my boys had a snow day, although it didn't snow, snowed over the weekend. It was one degree, like six in the morning with a minus 14, and they can't have kids waiting at a bus stop or kids walk to school and stuff like that. No, but MLK Day, there was nothing planned. Blotus had nothing planned. And like even the media in the morning was saying, it's very unusual to have nothing on MLK Day. So they did a let's run over the MLK monument in which he says it's great to be here, yada, yada. Never mentions Martin Luther King. Who, else, who, on the other hand, Mike Pence, I forget what show he went on, went out of his way to point blank say, if Martin Luther King was here today, he'd be for the wall. And nobody, not, not the host, not the cameraman, not the lighting guy, not a producer, not a stagehand, not a PA, walked over and punched him in the face <laughs> and said, I disagree with that. Probably because he's the vice president of the United States. Oh, whose side are you on? America's. <laughs> but 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 that I mean literally to go out there. And, oh, and, and that was another thing. Um, I, I'll let you decide, Joe. Uh, is it more unlikely that Mike Pence is right that that Martin Luther King would be for building a wall, or the NRA spokesperson who came out and said that you know that Martin Luther King is would be a strong proponent. Of the Second Amendment and people's right to bear arms. <clears throat> I forgot the question. I was just um, zoning out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. What's, can we end this podcast sooner than later? <laughs> we, we can. Uh, did you follow uh, uh, Mr. Burns' statement this week? I'm sorry, Wilbur Ross. I just learned who Wilbur Ross was. Oh, okay. He well, was a Commerce Secretary? Yeah, yeah. All right, great. One of these billionaire guys who owns... Oh, he is he's Mr. Burns. He's also a uh, wonderful life. Um, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Potter. He owns a credit union and says, I don't understand why federal workers are going to food banks. They should just go and get loans at his credit union at 9% interest. <laughs> so don't go to food banks. Ross isn't selling. Food. Ross is buying. <laughs> I mean, that's the tone. Of, and, and even Blotus is like, and Blotus, who don't forget, like last year when he was uh you know, fighting, you know, uh, uh, wanting ID for, for, for voter fraud and fighting all the, you, you need an ID when you buy cereal at a grocery store. Obviously you've never been to a grocery store. None of these guys have. And then to this week during the shutdown, he was also saying, you know, the optics of federal workers, people who are working 40, 50 hours a week and important jobs going to food banks and going to like, you know, literally bread lines and stuff. And he's like, you know, I think, you know, the, the people in the, these communities know who's being furloughed and who's not getting paid. And, and the, the supermarkets, you know, they're going to help those people out. It's like. Well, because he hears that one story about. Uh, wasn't there a. Oh, no, no. I'm saying I'm, I'm conflating something because I did hear that him say that. But I also heard that there was like a, a Wegmans or something where like the, the registers weren't working for an hour. So uh, the manager just basically called an audible and said, okay, for this hour, until we get the cash register up and running, you can, the groceries are free. And it was like five grand in groceries that they just gave away. Yeah, probably a small town somewhere. Where, right. But, but yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think Ralph's or Market Basket are going to really, you know, yeah. oh, you're, you're okay. Yeah we'll, sure. yeah, we'll put the weight of the country on our shoulders while you work this out. And, and that's what they thought. So it's like, you need an ID to buy cereal. Grocery stores are going to give you free. Maybe that's why all his businesses went bankrupt. Maybe he's just that clueless. Uh, uh-huh. So I, I did, but now 
now I wanted to to get to the highlight of the week for, as far as Blotus goes. Um, he's he's the king of nicknames. He's the king of nasty. He's the king of nicknames. Lion Ted, Crooked Hillary, uh, Low Energy Jeb, Big Dick Donald. <laughs> Big hands, big you know what that means. Um, really big hands. So this week, could could you do? Could you could, this week's nickname that he threw out? Well, uh, for whom? Uh, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House. Uh, you know Nancy Pelosi. I like to call her as I like to call her Nancy. <laughs> Hold for applause. And and honestly, that's. That's it. He is so scared of her right. that the best nickname that he can come up with is Nancy is her name. But I think the maybe what he was going for the double entendre. No, well, no. I think the not even that well thought out. I think it's just I'm not even going to call her Speaker Pelosi. I'm oh, gonna, right, right. I'm just going to call that bitch by her first name. You know, I'll call her Nancy, like I would call Ivanka Baby Doll. Or <laughs> wait, no, that doesn't. Con- no, but I, I know that's that's a fair point. You know, yeah, I think he's just belittling her title and her position well, by just calling he, and her sex by just calling her Nancy. Like, like we talked about before, like recently when Justin Trudeau was speaking when they were doing a NAFTA speak, and Justin Trudeau kept referring to him as Donald, which he hates. He hates. He hates. He hates. And so maybe he thinks everybody hates their first name. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, the disrespect. Instead of calling him, you know, Mr. President or something like that, if people just called him like, you know, like we do, you know. And, and so he lobbed out a few things this week. And she, somebody says, what do you think he meant by this? And, and she's like, I don't think he knows what he meant. But like, they're, they're, he, she's she's done fucking around. And any of the Democrats, it's a lot of the, of the new wave of Democrats who came in running against her, like they were running in red districts or, or districts where Donald did very well. And they adhere to the Republican. The Republicans spent more money running against Nancy Pelosi than running against any candidate here or there. They just wanted you to run against her. We're so scared of her that, you know, a bunch of Democrats came in pledging that they wouldn't vote for her to be speaker, which is like, dude, you're doing their bidding. I I could not be happier with her being speaker. I mean, she takes no shit that that sit down meeting just before the, the the shutdown when he was trying to shut her up and saying oh she's quiet she can't really talk here and and she flat out said you know what are you talking about willis mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or what are you talking about willis moment yeah I, I like the way she puffed out her cheeks at the end too <laughs> but she has done nothing except be a a boisterous thorn in his side and uh i love her for it i would like her to turn up the volume just a bit just a bit, just a, just a tad. I did do this, you know. You know, not don't go all the way up to Hillary level, but he said, up two streets and to the left. Right. <laughs> that commercial was was it Miracle Air, the old one where the guys getting directions? Shut up! Shut up. <laughs> I don't watch Eye on Television as much as you do, so I don't know the Miracle Ear commercial reference that the kids are getting nowadays. What? As I was saying on this week's <laughs> Blue Bloods, <laughs> there we go. Trump whistle over next. Uh, Patton Oswalt. Great guy. Great guy. So, uh, I don't know if you heard this, but he was being himself on Twitter, which is usually hilarious, uh, very, very often political, very often, um, well thought out, very funny responses. Um, he was getting, you know, some conservative douchebag was 
trying to troll him and you know um Patton had a kind of a drop the mic like really put the guy in his place you know undisputed facts go fuck yourself thing and then for whatever reason Patton Oswald was like you know scrolling through the guy's timeline seeing what other nonsense verbal diarrhea he suffers from turns out that the guy has had a few curveballs thrown his way and has had some serious like medical issues over the last year and even had a has an active GoFundMe thing for some serious you know shit um because he's an american and he's sick right and what what is what do you think pat Oswalt does um i think he throws the hammer down and says hey man if you really hate this asshole, you definitely don't want to go to his GoFundMe page and donate money to his cause so he can get better medical care. He donates $2,000 himself, uh-huh. tells his 4 million followers, hey, you know, don't agree with this guy, but he's, you know, he's, he's an American. He's, right. you know, it's like, Mary did it. Help him Mary out. Mary did it. That She just went around and <laughs> we just, we heard George is in trouble. We're just gonna. Hit a- <laughs> I will, That's my bad, Uncle I will Billy. Never tire of uh, any of that. But he, um, but he I did. busted the Juka box. <laughs> uh, can you still do that impression these days? Is that okay? Sure, that, I can. That you can. Right. I can mistake him for Italian. Close enough. <laughs> Same shit. Oh no, no. What are you? You're Spanish, right? Hey. Oh wait, no! no. What, what wasn't that? You're Spanish. Oh no, I'm Puerto Rican. No, yeah. no, but but one of your friends. Dad? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He says. Uh, oh yeah. He goes. Uh, yeah, your friend. He's Puerto Rican. Actually, he's Portuguese. Yeah, same shit. <laughs> and you know what? Can't disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, North got- Dakota. No, I'm from North Dakota. <laughs> South Dakota, piece of shit. What are you talking about? Anyways, the guy had uh, had a set goal of like five thousand dollars, and uh, Patton helped him get thirteen. So. Good for him. It's very much like Sarah Silverman last year had one of those moments where she was getting, like, a guy was being a guy. He like, called her a, like a C word. Right. And, you know, and she, you know, was, you know. She had a dialogue with a guy. Like, she actually didn't, like, go into his history, but, oh, maybe she did. Yeah, but she was like, why are you so angry? Right. Like, 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 look, the, you know, we can disagree, but it doesn't mean you have. And it ended up, and then, and then that guy had the same thing. That guy had some. Right. He opened up, and then you know, so she decided to reach out and, um, you know, ask for people to help him. And you know, he, I guess he had like some back issues or something. I don't know. Right, right, right. That's thank you, thank you. That's what it is. And he ended up getting like wherever he lives. I think it was like. Texas stand or something like that and a bunch of silver you know Sarah Silverman like fans who are either chiropractors or doctors said dude come on in I'll help you out like you know you know we don't worry about insurance just come here and let me let me help I mean and again it's like a lot of douchebag Democrats out there and a lot of douchebag liberals but you don't see any level of empathy like during the whole shutdown thing you like you would hear people say well people are proud of the shutdown and they're happy to go to work and they know they're suffering now but it's worth it we're going to make the country safer by not having the tsa air traffic controllers <laughs> or uh, or the coast guard yeah or secret service i mean right yeah like it's all like we're going to make it so unsafe that people are going <laughs> to die to have it be safer right okay yeah um so anyway so so i mean it's almost like you don't cry or i'll give you something to cry about Oh, I use that this way. Yeah. <laughs> use it every day, really. Um, okay, so we got the awful out of the way. Uh-huh. We got the good out of the way. Now we go to the best. Uh, and this week's self-indulgent theater, I have asked uh, uh, a, a, a 
friend of the show, Gilbert Gottfried, to come on in uh, and off uh, his album uh, Best Ever, uh, Daniel Patrick Cray, or as we know him, DanCray.net's song, Driving Us Home. Uh, do you want me to tell you a little bit about the song first? Or about- oh, yes, please no, do. No, no, you know what? Read the lyrics, oh, okay. and then I'll tell you. Uh, I helped with this song. I, I didn't know. But I hopefully I, it wasn't I, the spelling. Oh, I will. <laughs> so no, this is Gilbert Gottfried doing best ever. No, it's off the album Best Ever. Yeah, which you can get on DanCray.net. Uh, but the song is driving us home. Driving us home, as read or sung by Gilbert Gottfried, but I don't know the melody, so as read. Was it something you heard at the grocery store, or something someone said at work? That got me thinking about grieving Butler's line in that scene from The Jerk. Which got me thinking about the big Lebowski and poor Donnie's brief funeral and the way he died in Fargo. All that blood, all that I, all that snow. Which got me thinking that the summer was nearly gone. And wondering how the winter would be when I noticed how quiet the car had become. And I noticed you were looking at me. And I, I got a feeling that something ain't right here. Something went down. I can tell by your tone. And I don't know what, cause while you were talking, I was just driving, driving us home. I'm not saying you should. I'm just thinking maybe just try taking the shorter route round to the point you're making. The aristocrats. (laughs) So... A, a few years ago, I told Dan this story. It was one of those really nice, I think it was a Sunday day, and I remember where I was on the highway. From where we lived in Marina Del Rey, you know, going down to like Anaheim, you know, you go by, it's right near the, uh, I think it's a Home Depot Center where the Galaxy, the MLS team, the Galaxy play, or the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles play. It's it's right off the side of the highway. It's really cool. It's where the Goodyear blimp like lands and takes off, you know. And it's 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 cool. And I remember just driving, and I was having one of these Secret Life of Walter Mini moments where I'm thinking about the jerk and the Big Lebowski and other things. And it's one of those nice moments where I'm just didn't have to be any place at a certain time. There was kind of rare for LA to be driving and not have a lot of traffic and I'm just there by myself like enjoying the Sunday when I realize I'm not by myself she's been talking for however long it's been and and then there's a pause and I have to try to tap into the subconscious or like maybe what maybe something she said will trigger it and it's at the point where i think i said uh-huh enough subconsciously where she figured out that i'm not listening to a goddamn thing she's saying and i have to start backtracking <laughs> and oh what were we talking about before and then i realized i'm about 10 miles 
from from the last time I had any recollection that she was saying anything. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe I go with dog rescue. That's always like a really safe bet. Wait, we're on our way to Ikea. Maybe she's talking about what we're going to get at Ikea. Wait, you know what? Ikea is kind of like Nordic, like Thor. Hey, I wonder if Thor went. No, no, no. Stop, Chuck. Focus. Focus. She's talking. What is she talking about? And I tell the story to Dan, which he then takes and puts in a cocktail. And, and listen to the song where we played at the end. It's like the way he says it, it's like, I'm not saying you should. I'm thinking maybe you want to get. Uh, but it is. It's, it's a fun song. And uh, totally unintelligible by Gilbert Gottfried's read, by the way. It's uh, no, you know Gilbert makes the good great and the great greater. <laughs> like like I could listen to you read read the phone book at Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> I don't think anybody else could, <laughs> but that's myself included. So the self indulgent theater. I picked a song. I'm that, gonna call this the Jacques indulgent. I was theater. just gonna <laughs> say that was like I, I, a. I love the song. Period. And the funny thing is, when we started playing this, like you know, several months ago, I'm like, "Hey, I kind of like this." And it, and I remember telling Dan, "It reminds me of this. <laughs> it reminds me of this story." And he's like, "Dude, that's where it came from, you dumbass." <laughs> but no, I love that he took that. Um, and and your Gilbert is great. So it's self. It is. This is. It's it's completely all about me. We already know this. This is my self-indulgent thing. I love your persons. I love this. And I love this defunct sponsor of the week. <laughs> According to a recent survey, 64% of Americans get most of their information about what's going on in the world from television. So it's no wonder that viewers are expressing increasing interest in broadcast operations. Joe Domino, general manager of TV38, answers viewers' questions about TV38 and the television industry in general every Sunday night at 10 on Ask the Manager. If you have a question you'd like answered, write to Ask the Manager, 83 Birmingham Parkway, Brighton, Mass. And tune in Sunday night at 10. All right. Now time for sport. Joe, anything going on sport-wise? Well, it's an off week, so no. Absolutely nothing. There are no sports. I think basketball stopped for a week. I think hockey stopped uh, for hockey. a week. Yeah, they just, did, it, did hockey stop? Did it? Didn't. Because as we speak, uh, right now, in San Jose, California, do you my know how niece, to get there, by the way? Do you know the way? Shut it, because now it's going through my head, and I don't like you. Um, you love me. My, yes. <laughs> and if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. You were saying about San Jose. I was saying about my niece, Julia, who is on the ice at the Shark Tank in uh, I was going to say right now, All-Star Weekend for the NHL Skills Competition, which actually, no, it's, yeah, it's actually now. Uh, I think she's- Friday night. And I will, uh, after the podcast, be going home and hopefully see her because I, I almost said Tiva. What do you say? DVR. You did, DVR. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I'm old. I, I, I put in the VHS and I set the recorder to eight hours, so the quality SLP. will be fantastic. Right. It looks like the Zapruder film by the time you're done with it. <laughs> So, uh, back to the left. <laughs> so we, uh, so that's going on in sport. But yeah, otherwise hockey has like the Bruins have like a they're in the midst of a nine day, you know, layoff hiatus. Mm-hmm. And uh, but not for my niece Julia, who is kicking ass in San Jose at the All Star game. Is she also taking names? I I believe so. Okay. Well, I 
Is she, she dropping names? Because that's I, what you do. I, I went there. She, I, I went to her house and I gave her a whole bunch of bubble gum to bring with her because she was going there to <laughs> chew gum and kick ass. I don't know if she ran out of gum before she got there. But you're thinking ahead. I'm thinking. <laughs> that's a good uncle. Uh, so I know it's dated. I, I, I know it's been nearly two weeks. I know as people are listening to this, we're about to we. Said we about to play in Super Bowl Fifty Three, but let's touch on it just for a second because we're going to do the whole podcast on Thursday. Um, last week, thoughts on uh, thoughts on the two conference title games, Joe? Uh, well, the Rams was robbed. No, the Ram, the uh, Saints, uh, Saints the was robbed. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong they, with me? Well, I saw the game as a child. You were- <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> but yeah, that that awful. Non-call of pass interference, blatant pass interference. The memes on Twitter and the internet were hysterical because you know you see the Saints receiver, you know, about to get the ball, but then instead of the you know the Rams defender, you see Hulk Hogan. I was going to say I didn't want to jump in and steal that from you, but the Hulk Hogan, yeah, brother. (laughs) But that was just atrocious, and that actually. Thank God that happened, because if it weren't for that, all we would be talking about this week was roughing the passer gate. Oh, uh, even worse. Uh, we'll stay on the Saints, but even if you didn't call pass interference, it's a helmet-to-helmet hit. Yeah. And even the player who did it said, yeah, he, he, as soon as it happened, he got up thinking it's a penalty. Like, he 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 knew, and, and it's one of those penalties where... You can't let the guy catch it. You know what I mean? If somebody's going on a breakaway, you have to pull him down type thing. Uh, so is the fix in? You know, I don't. No, theories? because the NFL, it's it's like, does the ref not want to call a flag there and end a game on a penalty? You know, but it wasn't great. And if the fix was in, the, the Rams are a darling this year. They have... You know, their coach who's, honestly, their coach is closer to my youngest son's age than my age. You know, he seriously is. He's 32 years old. Uh, You know, they're the Rams. Uh, They they want football to be a success in Southern California. However, the ratings came out. 2.1 million people were watching the Rams game in Southern California. 2.5 watching the Patriots. Yeah. It's like, that's a pretty substantial you know jump and you know all those those those, when people record themselves watching something and the reaction videos there was a montage of um ram winning the game reaction videos from la and it'd be at like a sports bar with like 10 people kind of talking in the game like the the winning field goal going on over their show like absolute hey that's cool you know right nothing no none of this insanity that happened no passion because nobody's from L.A. And even the people who are from L.A. And I was there for 21 years. And I was there for 21 years where there was zero teams. I got there right after the Raiders went up to Oakland, back to Oakland, and when the Rams went out to St. Louis. St. Louis. No, <laughs> Navin Johnson. And so my time there, I can tell you, no one was clamoring for the Rams to come back. People were clamoring. It, it's an Oakland Raiders town. I mean, it is an Oakland Raiders town, period, at the end. Um, you know, our friend All-Star Tommy, again, season ticket holder at U- U- UCLA. Our friend Crazy Legs, he's a USC guy. And I think the first seven years I was there, like, the, the Crosstown rivalry, 
Like you, 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 UCLA won seven years in a row, and then USC became the dominant force for the next decade. On a Saturday after, on a Saturday in Southern California, you might have 70,000, 80,000 people at a UCLA game at the Rose Bowl noon on a Saturday, seven o'clock at night across town. You might have 80,000 people at a USC game. You don't have, you know, 60,000 people waking up Sunday wanting to go to another game. I mean, it, it's it's funny to say, you know, with the Lakers and the Dodgers and, and stuff like that, that it's a college football town. But it is. It's college college basketball is huge here. Mm-hmm. But college football is it. I have never saw anybody clamoring for a team to get there. When, when I would go to – I went to every Patriot game that they played down in um, – in San Diego. And the crowd was always it seemed because it's Boston Fucks that it was like sixty percent Boston Fucks, but it was probably forty, sixty. But it was eighty percent Boston Fucks the first half of the quarter <laughs> until the, the, the Charger fans got there. And then the last fourth quarter was, you know, almost all all Patriot fans. But that's not just the Patriots. I went to a Bills game. When Doug Flutie was the quarterback, you know, and it's it, it was the same thing. It's like it was all Bills fans, and it was it was all everybody else's fans. Nobody's been clamoring for these teams to come back. I'm, I'm longer winded than ever, uh, but the NFL wants it to be successful. That said, if the fix was in, if it was Kansas City with their young quarterback and St. Louis with their young quarterback, I think the NFL would be happy, and maybe LA with their, you know. But what people, what I think most people really wanted, was Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, right. And they, I mean, they were talking about Drew Brees retiring after the Super Bowl if he were to make it. Right. I think that was up in the air. They're saying that about Brady too. Huh? No, Brady's not retiring. The thing is, no, not even Drew Brees was. Mm. His coach isn't going anywhere. Okay, so I mean, you they had the best. Uh, Mahomes from Kansas City. The, he's the MVP. There's there's no close second. Right. He's there, Brady. By the way. He, oh, he's he's the kid is, the kid is fucking awesome. And he, yeah, yeah, he, he, you know, technically, he probably should be better than Brady in his future years because he can run. He, he can he he does things that I mean. And again, it's like his delivery. It, it just in the, the no look passes and the sidearms, the sidearm thing. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times. Where, and again, from his growing up as a baseball player, I mean. A shortstop going from his left to his right, making a stop and throwing to first base, it's usually on the run and it's sidearmed. I don't know how many times this season, at least three or four times in the Pats game, he did that, where there's defenders in his face and he's throwing it around. So basically them. take Jarek Jeter and then make him a football quarterback. That's exactly what it is. I might have gone with Noma. You would have. But then again. You're from Boston. But he... Uh, but but that's the thing. It's like yeah, that was the 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 scandal with the Patriots would have been, and I hate to say it, Brady threw a horrific interception in the first quarter, like absolutely trying to get cute. The running game's working, you know. It's first and goal, second goal. He wants Gronk to have the big touchdown. Gets picked off in the uh, end zone. In the end zone, he hasn't. He had like. 118 trips to the end zone in a row without it is like now really now this is when you're being a dick. Uh, he threw another interception that went off Jules' hands and it's like oh, I always hate that. It's like he threw two picks in the game. He threw one pick. Right. But the game ended when he threw his third interception of the game and again off Grunk's hands. But 
somebody on Kansas City lined up offsides. Yep. Now, I haven't seen the replay more than 50 times, and it's hard to tell. It, did Brady know he had a free play? Like, because lots of times you'll hear, you know, he'll see a flag thrown, and he knows it's one of those things. Go ahead and heave it for the end zone. Yeah. Go ahead and make a play that you normally wouldn't make because they, uh, they thank you. They, it's coming. It's not. It's not going to hurt you uh-huh. if that guy's not lined up off sides. Yeah. And again, I don't know if Brady knew he had a free play or they just got so fucking lucky. Yeah. Because that ends the game. Like, like they take a knee and it's all over. Instead, he drives down, scores a touchdown. It it goes on to be what it is, and we'll you know we'll talk about that a little more in the in the sideshow this week. But the stat line would have been one touchdown pass, three interceptions. He's over the cliff, all this stuff. Instead, it's probably probably the biggest road win. It, he's the whole knock in the last week. It's like. Oh, he plays all his playoff games at home. He is four and seven on the road, and he's lost ten playoff games. And he's four and seven on the road and in playoff games. He's lost their last three AFC title games on the road: two in Denver and one in Indianapolis. And again, the one in Indianapolis should have been a win. The one in Denver, probably the second one, should have been a win. But he can't win on the road anymore. He's too old. They were five and three. If you saw how they reacted, it it was I've not seen Tom Brady be that excited, e- even even in Super Bowl wins. That was a hard fought, and you know luck. Yeah, there were lucky calls. That roughing the passer call was not roughing the passer. They got a fucking break. Mahomes does not get that call. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Manning would have got that call. Drew Brees might have got that call. You know, some like Aaron Rodgers might have because of their status and who they are. But yeah, that was a gift. That was a, a, a that was. But that's again, you look at all the other calls that went the other way. I mean, you know, there was holding calls against you know Gronk where he's you know, but it works both ways. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not saying the, and, and let's not forget the Edelman non catch. That'll oh the 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 um yeah the the the, 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 the kickoff return. Like he, punt the punt, oh, where, the punt return, dude. How and it showed it from like five different angles. It doesn't miss his hand a but, quarter of an inch. Yeah, but it, it doesn't. It does. I, I, it, the ball didn't change their tra- trajectory. They showed it from multiple angles. It never once conclusively touched his hand this or, or arm or forearm. If this is I, I, and how it missed him, it's like there's a force field around right. Like, uh, and I and I'm not I'm not fucking around when I say this. If it's not HD cameras, there's no conclusive way of telling. You would not have been able to see from the different angles. That and it was grainy when they had to zoom in with HD cameras. I mean, this is top-notch, yeah. state-of-the-art technology. That would have ended with. the game, too. Yeah. You know, so so Gronk anyway. knocks a ball up in the... Gronk's alone, and he knocks a ball up that got caught that would have ended the game if it wasn't a penalty. If that doesn't get overruled, Jules would have cost him the game. That said... Jules, Jules, and, and Gronk had it was the best game Gronk played all year. No close second. I, I mean, no close second. And we're going into a Super Bowl with Edelman healthy, with Gronk healthy, with Brady healthy. Haven't had that. Haven't had Gronk. Uh, Edelman missed the last Super Bowl. By the way, that's me knocking on wood because <laughs> there's a whole week to yeah, go. Yeah, because last year, because I put that on Twitter, it's like when somebody's talking about. Oh, how healthy everybody is. So, like, the first uh, injury report of the week came out. It was last year at this time that Brady got the 12 stitches on his hand and practice by uh, following through on a pass, and he caught his hand on a, 
uh, wrecked Burkhead's helmet. Mm. So I'm like, you know, put him in bubble wrap. Seriously. Anyways, look, we got a whole sideshow coming up. Right. Uh, we'll move on for this, but I do want to say uh, congratulations to my niece, Julia, for kicking ass at the All-Star Weekend. Did Couldn't I. be prouder. Uh, there you go. Are you going to cry? A little bit. I did. I did. I definitely did. You know, when she got the Ovechkin stick, oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I, I definitely did. Okay, enough sport, except for <clears throat> when we do the Patriots Super Bowl 53 sideshow this Thursday. You're welcome, Biff. Hey, if the Patriots are so good, Joe, if they're so much better than, let's say, the Steelers, how come the Steelers had so many more players at the Pro Bowl? You see... Because they're not pull, they're not doing anything else to oh, prepare. But, oh, but we can talk about the Jets. Uh, you saw the Jets linebacker that took out Pat Patriot. Dude, the, the, what a cunt! The guy, oh. the guy's fifty years old in I that said the mascot C-word. outfit. Oh, God damn it! But it's true. I mean, the guy's fifty inside that mascot outfit, and there was reports he went to the hospital. He wasn't, but dude, he was. He and, and well, did you see the apology, not apology? They, well, dude, fuck. I mean, honestly, that that guy. That hey. Best thing that happened to that guy. That's a six-figure lawsuit. Hey, that guy has a name, which I will look up Patriot later. Pat. <laughs> uh, but seriously, the guy inside that mascot thing, that's a six-figure lawsuit. Easy. Easy. He can sue the NFL. He can sue. It's one thing. And end his Pat Patriot career? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it would end. You think the Patriots would look down at the guy for suing a Jet player? <laughs> oh, the Jet player. Well, they're suing. He would be suing the National it, No, he would sue. Look. You know what? We should reach out to single legal correspondent John C. Taylor. The C stands for Cornell uh, or Cash. <laughs> anyway, but uh, but no, there's, there's confessions or <laughs> okay, Cash. Let's post that. Uh, Never. Uh, I, look, hey, it's not the Melanado skit. <laughs> um, We're doing an inside joke. Sorry about that. But we, um, but there is an uh, assumption of risk. If you're a mascot at a football game on the sideline, there's not an and, and that's one of the things. If he was on the sideline and he's waving to the fans and he gets tackled from behind because a play came over, that's part that's part of the job. Yeah. There's probably waivers. But when somebody goes out of their way to maliciously somebody who is the only representative from the New England Patriots there, by the way. Right, exactly. You know, because hey, how good can they be? Anyway, so because you know. Andrew Lux here, no Tom Brady, right? Am I right? <laughs> Hashtag we suck. <laughs> so we, uh, so yes, so he can sue the NFL because it is an NFL event. He can also sue the fuck out of the player, which I hope he does. And and the league's got to step in and say, I mean, of, of sue course, everybody. No, I mean, because his shoes fell off. <laughs> I'll bring my shoes. Look, I, have I'm not the most litigious. Let's sue Harry, but but dude, that's that's maliciously going out of your way. You are six foot four, walking muscle. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. And by the time this airs, it's, they'll rec- reconcile and put out a rap video or something at the end. Who knows? But the douchebag, the douchebaggery of not being sorry. Because let's face it, I mean, the crowd did go nuts because he hit a Patriot guy. Yeah, you know? of course. Because so. uh, all of America, except uh, what, four or five states, More, hate yeah. the Patriots. Yeah, because Connecticut's uh, on the border. Exactly. You know? I'm not too sure about Connecticut. I'm looking at you. Uh, we uh, we now move on to Flora's favorite part of the show, the random video game review. Is she like, still listening? She is. Oh, attentively. Bless your soul. Dude, it's that a talk to Steve. I understand. <laughs> so we uh, we are getting to the random video game, but first, what's going on video game with you this week? Uh, what what's nothing really? Uh, I started playing Mega Man Eleven for the Switch, and it's hard, and I gave up. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm getting... I, it comes in waves. Like, sometimes I get into a game. Like, a game... If a game, like, really grabs my attention, like Spider-Man, like, I'll be in it, and I'll 100% it, and then... Or 110% it. Right. I haven't done the DLC for Spider-Man, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, but it's 25 bucks. I'm like, eh, what the fuck? It's after Christmas. I'm still, you know, licking my wounds. But, which is actually pretty Lucky fun. Wounds. Yes, right. <laughs> but, uh, no, nothing, um, nothing big on the video game front for me, so to speak. Uh, but, you know... We'll see. The night is still young. Anybody upstairs playing anything new? <laughs> no, it's all Smash all the time. Or oh, League of Legends. Oh my God, League of Legends. God damn, League of Legends. Um, League of Legends has uh, has quite the following in our household. Um, half of our household plays League of Legends on a consistent basis. Um, I do have to say this: Snoop Doggy Job, Snoop Doggy Dog needs to get a jobby job because. The League of Legends uh, is taking a lot of uh, f- a lot of free time away from uh, from a certain someone in our household that shall remain. Nameless. Haven't gone down to the street to Papagino's and taken out an application. <laughs> well, you know he you leaves them. At the, he leaves them at the door, <laughs> and it's, it, nobody's taking. So uh, Jacques just went to uh, my video game wall, and I saw briefly that he took an Atari. Game. I did. It's an Atari game, Atari Twenty Six Hundred. For those of you in the know. God, I don't know what you pulled off because I, they're not even in order. Or they're just like in a, they're like in this little, like narrow shelf that's, they're all piled up on like bodies on top of each other. Um, I don't know why bodies would be piled on top of each other in my scenario, but go on. Um, it's not ice hockey because I can see that. It's missile, not mystical. I'm going to guess Superman because it was the last game that I, there it is, Superman. Yeah. I tried to play this game for, Shock in my Atari Twenty Six Hundred, but for some reason, the uh, the mechanism wasn't working. There's like a spring that's not must be Portuguese. Am I right? <laughs> or Spanish? Same thing. <laughs> uh, this is an okay game. I don't think you've ever seen what it looks like, but you play Superman. You uh, it, it's kind of confusing because you know those old Atari games were all single screen. They didn't really move around a lot until you got to, like, Pitfall 2, which was a really good game, which I have. Um, but this is an earlier game. It's uh, obviously based on the movie. This is uh, this came out in uh, 1979. And um, you play as Clark Kent, a.k.a. Superman. You can, go, you can change from Clark Kent into Superman by going into the phone booth. That's so great. You fly around. You catch criminals. You take them to jail. You rescue Lois Lane from certain things. Uh, like uh, Either she's like in peril somewhere, and you, you have to fly up, down, left, or right to certain screens that sort of rotate. Um, after every couple of screens, it just ro- revolves back to the original screen that you were on. You go to the Daily Planet. I think you have to round up like three criminals, and then you get Lex Luthor in a helicopter or something. I don't know. It's, it's, some, it's kind of convoluted, and it would be... It, Near impossible f- for any kid of this generation to try to figure out without a, a walkthrough or a manual or a YouTube video or a guide because this is like you thought you think ET destroyed. <laughs> you think ET, the extraterrestrial video game, was confusing for Atari. This is up there, but it you know it doesn't have any music. You know it has oh. weird. Well, I mean you know none of these games really had music. It was like the Pong era. You know right. Um, 
but it's a Superman game. Superman does not have a, a stellar video game library, um, which is not surprising considering you're Superman. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of challenge involved when it comes to being Superman. So I don't I know. I mean, if, you, if you're about to lose, you can just fly around the earth really fast the other way. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's no fast movement in this game. That uh, feature had been removed. So Superman for the Atari 2600 probably costs $2. That's my guess. Did that's, you look your, that's your guess. Well, I, I don't find it any cheaper than this. $8.99. Well, yeah. well maybe mine is worth $2 because I can't get it to work because <laughs> it's all fucked up on the inside. And the only way you can open these... Fucked car- up on the inside. Leave, leave me out of this, John. <laughs> the only way you can um, open these cartridges up is by like cutting through the label because the screw to un- unfasten them is below the label, and I'm not going to do that. I'd rather have a broken game with a fresh label than a fixed game <laughs> with a broken label, and that's how fucked up I am. Dude, I've said that. If I've said that once, I've said it uh, once. I said it, said it once. Yeah. Uh, you're watching anything? What, what, what's your Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu? What the hell am I watching? Oh, uh, you know what? I, I I mean to take notes during the week of what I watch. I don't know, last night I kind of watched um, like Goldberg. I watched like the ABC comedies. Like I was just feeling really like I want somebody to program stuff for me. I'm tired of seeking out the programming myself. I want a network to tell me what to watch and in what order to watch it and when to watch it. And that's what I did. And uh, I, I started watching Conan's new eight uh, half an hour show on uh, TBS. Um, there's something I want to show you after we record here. Hello. Is um, the Joker's Wild with Snoop Dogg is the it's the new Joker's Wild with the, the game show with a slot machine. Uh, J- Snoop Dogg is the host, and Julian Edelman has a video package as part of like one of the categories. It's called Jim and Jews, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because they give Snoop Dogg these Yiddish and Jewish words. That he literally is reading for the first time on the card, like he—that's great. Yeah, so I got to show you the clip, and he does Please. a thing with Julie. He has a, a pre-tape thing with Julian Edelman, <clears throat> and so I think it's great. But I, I, my my uh, video habits are very scattered this week. I'm sure yours are much more organized and much more non-patriot centric. Uh, I uh, haven't watched anything except <laughs> uh, Patriots. Um, past, I mean, dude, it, it is. You're just watching the final touchdown on a loop. How great is that? I mean, seriously, taking ourselves out of the equation. How it, great is it that they won the coin toss and scored a touchdown? It, you know, it, well, here's the funny thing. And again, you know, I, I know what Biff's going to say. I know what other people, oh, Patriot fans thinks everybody's out. Every time the Patriots do something that other teams do, it becomes illegal. Like a few years ago, I forget who did it. Some, some, you know, somebody jumped the offensive line, like jumped right over the center to block a field goal. It was a huge highlight. Later in the season, somebody from the Patriots did it, and instantly they changed the rule. And, and we joked about that they were going to change the rule. Tuck rule. You know, right. The tuck, you go down the list, and now the, the, the Rams-Saints game it was a coin flip. The Saints got the ball. Drew Brees at home doesn't score. They, they, they have to punt. You know, the Patriots, because it's the third time. I mean, and this is this is one of the 9,000 reasons people hate the Patriots. The statistical anomaly of winning three coin tosses in a row in the playoffs since they made this rule. And, you know, the rule is, for anybody who doesn't know, um, 
If you score a touchdown, it's sudden death or sudden life. The game's over. If you kick a field goal, the other team gets a chance, you know, at the ball. Uh, And the three times in the playoffs, the Patriots have won the coin toss. Thank you, Matthew Slater. And the we three, want the ball. They, they, they big decision, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and all three times they marched down the field. The other team, and you know, it's like people are like, well, Mahomes should have got a chance to get it. And, and look, I understand that argument, but these are the rules the way they are. They weren't talking about changing the playoff rules or the overtime rules during the regular season when when it happened or right after the Saints game. But as soon as the Patriots won, it's unfair that they always win. And it is what it is. But but the Patriots. The, the back and forth. It was. I thought we were talking about what we were watching on Netflix. Oh yeah. God no, no. I'm not watching anything. I've just watched, <laughs> and, and like NFL Network has been showing the old Patriots like Super Bowls. Oh, they're probably showing other teams Super Bowls too. But you know, fuck yeah. it. Uh, you know, it, and and you know, it. So I've been watching that. All the highlight shows. Listening to it. No, nothing else. It, it's like it's it's the first few days. It was euphoria celebrating that win and all that stuff and now the panic has set in and now the you know uh the dread here comes good old dread i will get nothing done over the next eight days like like literally from now until the super bowl i will this is it make no mistake where you are (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i've watched nothing which brings us to the parenting tip of the week i watched nothing nothing Oh, the only thing I didn't watch is that clip from Conan from... Which clip is that? 90... Don't shut that up. Six. Oh, was it 97? Yeah, it was 97. Uh, I, I remember I watched it when we went out to Chicago. Is there... Is, what happened in Chicago? Mm. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe and I did a road trip. It was, it was, we reference it all the time. You should post it on Facebook, put a link on Facebook and on the Twitter, because every time you hear Joe and I say, Cigarette Mind Fuhrer and... The other one yells nine. It will bring it into clarity. There was a. Uh, this was back in '97 when the smoking, um, the tobacco companies were now putting out anti-smoking ads in the United States to sort of get ahead of the but bad pa- part of, No, it was a lawsuit. Oh right, right, right. Part right. of the lawsuit. That's right. They see you have a better memory and, and knowledge of these things. So. Conan, of course, imagine what it would be like, uh, what these new smoking ads are going to look like, because none of them had come out yet. And one of them was, uh, you see a black and white footage of uh, an SS officer standing over what appears to be Adolf Hitler at his desk, and the officer offers um, a cigarette to Hitler. Cigarette mein Führer? Nein! And then it cuts to a black screen with the graphic, be like Hitler, don't smoke. <laughs> and it's like I don't want to smoke but I don't want to be like Hitler it's one of the funniest things and then it cuts to Andy saying yeah. that you know which you don't have that clip but if you can post that people will know uh, alright parenting tip of the week uh, my parenting tip you know everybody relies on my parenting knowledge and uh, it's not because I totally ignore my kids throughout the week Hey, you take wish, care of your kids. Wish, I, I want a cookie, <laughs> and I eat it, and, uh, and then I shut it out. You've never been to prison. No, I <laughs> uh, keep it real. I do not have a parenting tip, and you do that. You parent shame me, and thank you for doing I'm so. Not, I'm not shaming you. I'm, I fat shame myself. Um, my parenting tip is like, so, <coughs> excuse me. So last week, 
I talked the jujitsu place, you know, wouldn't let me play their reindeer games. And nicely, I told the guy to go fuck himself in front of the kids. And I think it stuns people <laughs> at a jujitsu facility when you say to like a second, third degree black belt to go fuck yourself and in front of him, in front of his own, you know, students, in front of his own gym. But my parenting tip is don't let that deter you. Find a new gym to go to to tell somebody to fuck off, <laughs> and and we did. We found the new the the new gym. Uh, it's like I said, it's a it's a boxing, and it's a jujitsu, you know, gym. And um, you know, I'm not letting you know just because we've hit a couple roadblocks finding you know a decent place, and it's been hard. Like the jujitsu places in L.A. were great. The ones in Qatar, the one in Qatar was was just. You know, phenomenal. We really felt at home and loved it. Uh, had you know, haven't found like you know a good fit here. Um, boys seem to like this place. They actually have a real boxing ring that you know they work out in, and it's a real gym. It's not, you know, smells awful, and it's in one of the old brick mill buildings that they've semi redone, but not completely redone. You can still smoke in it. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of that in the, in the boxing, but maybe. Um, but yeah, so that's you know, my parenting tip is like, you know, don't let things deter you, you know, don't, you know, keep, keep, keep persevering, even though your kids don't want to go and they hate it and they fight you the whole way and they get a little bit excited. That well, we, I thought we were talking about jujitsu, not piano lessons. <laughs> and, and, and you see how much I let them waver from that too. Uh-huh. I don't because I'm a mean dad who makes them do things. Good. You know, yeah. Uh, Whereas my kids play League of Legends. God damn it! Oh, the League of Legends. These kids with their video games. Where do they get it from? <laughs> yes. I learned it from watching you. All right. God damn it! I suck. Don't be like me. Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we'll end on driving you home by Dan Cray. Driving us home. Driving us home. Damncray.net off the album Best Ever. It is great. Uh, and what are your final thoughts, Joe? Um, my final thoughts are, you know the, what? The Weezer covers weren't that bad. Did you hear about the Weezer covers? It turns out that um, I don't know if it was Roxana or, or Africa, but one of, the, the, one of the two songs that they covered turns out their biggest hit. Oh, Africa. Like, like more so than Hashpipe or Beverly Hills or Buddy Holly. Like Absolutely, yeah. So they... Briefly, in case you aren't following up on the Weezer news, Weezer is supposedly working on like a new original album called the Black Album. All their albums that comes out in like three weeks, right? But they dropped a surprise Teal album, which is all very faithful, almost antiseptic, formulaic covers, and they're all it's all on YouTube. There's a playlist on YouTube where you can just listen to it for free. It's um, you know. Rivers Cuomo sounds a lot like Ozzy if he tries. He sounds a lot like Annie Lennox if he tries. Um, he doesn't sound so much like uh, Chili from TLC um, when he did No Scrubs. But Chili, who I think is one of the, is she, is she and the other woman, uh, T Boz, I think are the only surviving members. Yeah, left left eye is. Yeah, left she yeah, she left. In fact, I know that. <laughs> yes, um, no, but uh, left eye Lopez. <laughs> but she saw it and or heard it and she's like, Well, we gotta do a, a you know a collaboration together because who's talking about TLC now? Uh everybody because we recover them. Well, and it's great because it would be really fun if the the back and forth with Toto, if the bands that they covered 
all got together and covered a Weezer song. <laughs> oh, that would be so meta. But yeah, it, it's only, I mean, and they're all like great songs, but it, it's it's faithful to a fault, these covers. Yeah, I mean, if if I was going to make a critique from a 25-year successful beyond all belief touring stadium bands, what they put out you can hear at any bar from any cover band any day of the week. Right. There's very little spin or hook or nuance. Make it their own. Yeah, there's no stamp. Uh, there's no... Yeah, what is the Weezer stamp? Um... Like when Beyond Eight covers Ruby by Kenny Rogers, oh, we just you know, yeah. I mean that's a tearjerker right there, but um, but a tearjerker lined with adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it. I listened to it, but it was it wasn't like oh my god, this totally reinvented the song for me. It was like oh yeah, that sounds just like Paranoid. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like Weezer playing. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're playing uh, Sweet Dreams. Actually, I like. Um, Marilyn Manson's version of Sweet Dreams better than uh, than Weezer's version of Sweet Dreams. But, uh, you know, to each their own. They're very nice, very nice people. Uh, I do like that Weird Al is in the video for uh, Toto's uh, The Africa cover, which is a parody of the Sweater Song video. Which is, I don't know. Any, oh, by the way, you got to look up the Weezer... The the Weezer fight on the Saturday Night Live skit. It's great. Yeah. With Leslie Jones. <laughs> Leslie Jones and Matt Damon. Oh, my it, God. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, all right, sorry to extend this podcast longer than you thought it was going to be, but I had to get in my Weezer talk. <laughs> Everybody's wanting to know what my Weezer take is, and uh, there it is, my Weezer take. Thank you. I'll Hashtag Weezer take. Hashtag Weezer take. <laughs> and um, Jacques, until our Super Bowl... 53 preview podcast that everybody is clamoring for. Biff. Uh, no, not even Biff. Nobody. No. no one cares what we think, especially me, because I don't have an opinion, except that I want the Patriots to win. Uh, until then, Jacques, please, for the love of God, if there's anything that you do this coming week, it's that don't forget. Don't forget.